The Ledge Podcast is back, episode 112, and I am your host, Jane Perone. It rhymes with Stallone. In this week's show, we're talking about plant swaps. There's absolutely nothing better than getting a room full of planty people together to exchange precious pots full of lovely leaves. And that's what this show is all about. I'm talking to Faye Kenworthy and Sarah Rousseau, the co-founders of Plant Swap UK, which is based in Sheffield, about how they set up their plant swap and how it has changed their lives. And I'm dealing with a Q&A concerning a mystery peperomia. If you're in Montreal, prick up your ears because this concerns you. Shout out this week to Zaya or Zella, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. Welcome to our merry band of patrons. You can now officially call yourself a legend. Patrons unlock extra exclusive content, ad-free versions of the show and more, including this Christmas a special posted Christmas greeting. So if you do happen to be a patron, please make sure that your postal address is up to date in Patreon. Otherwise, I won't be able to send you this lovely thing. I'll put a link in the show notes to show you how to do that. And it's not too late to get on board so you can get that special exclusive Christmas greeting, which has involved commissioning an illustrator. So it's going to be a good one, folks. You've still got time to get that Christmas greeting. You just need to sign up to Patreon before November the 8th. And that way you will get your personal handwritten card. I'm in the middle of revamping my Patreon and I'd love to hear from you, whether you're a current patron, a former patron or somebody who's never given it a try. I'd love to know what you'd like to get out of it, what I could add, what could be changed and generally what you think of the whole idea. So drop me a line to ontheledgepodcast.gmail.com or leave a comment in the show notes or send me a note on Patreon if you're already a subscriber. Whatever the method, I would love to hear from you and get you to help me shape the future of my Patreon. Lots of listeners have been in touch over the last few months asking for an episode about plant swaps. And I couldn't resist taking up that challenge because plant swaps are fab. For a start, you get to be in a room full of people who share the same passion as you. You get to offload a few extra plants that you haven't got room for anymore. And you get that warm, fuzzy feeling from knowing that somebody else will soon be enjoying the delights of the particular plant that you've brought. As we all know, plant people are notoriously generous, so plant swaps are also great places to pick up new additions to your collection without having to spend a penny. But how do they work? How do you find one? Or what about if you want to set one up? Well, I've dabbled very slightly in the world of plant swaps over the years, but I haven't a clue as to how to set up a really good slick operation that works well for everybody. So I turned to Faye Kenworthy and Sarah Russo who organise plant swaps in Sheffield and further afield in the UK and are past masters at making these events work. They were so lovely and as you'll hear we had lots of fun and we also covered lots of great ground on this subject too. But I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Faye, I'm one of the co-founders of Sheffield Plant Swap and Sarah and I who is the other 
sort of co-conspirator in this exercise. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I like the phrase, co-conspirator sounds good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'm Sarah and I'm the other co-founder of <laughs> Sheffield Plant Swap. And Faye and I have known each other for about... 15? 15 years. Oh, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have lots of overlapping parts of our lives, which is really weird. Because we both have the same degree, but we weren't in the same year. Um, from the same university we knew off but didn't know each other at university we both studied archaeology at university and I was two years years above yeah Faye Um, and then we met again (laughs) weirdly um, playing roller derby Okay. Well, so, that is a, that is a, a Venn diagram that's very interesting. Well, it's and the roller unique. derby. Yeah, that is an interesting. The roller derby is a critical point in this story, though, because it was roller derby that actually started off the plant swap. Okay. Because we yes. have a social group of roller derbyers, current and past roller derbyers in Sheffield, Re- retired yes. like me. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> quite chat. a violent. It's quite a violent and lively sport. Yes, lively. <laughs> well, yeah, violence probably the wrong word, but yeah, it's it's energetic, it's, full mm, contact. Yes, yeah. I retired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Um, but but a lot of um, roller derbyists sort of like cross over in this Venn diagram of being interested in plants as well, and so conversations started off on a Facebook thread saying, you know, has anybody got? this plant that we can swap and then Sarah had some and then I had some and it was getting very complicated working out lots of cross swaps amongst multiple people so then I was like well should we get everybody together at somebody's house and then it was more people than could even fit in Sarah's house and it turned into a well can we find somewhere else to host us so we did and the, here we are everyone thinks of plant swaps you bring some plants and then you take away some plants there's a lot more to it than that I imagine there is um, although that is that is the essence of it, the essence that is the essence of it. One of our plant swaps, yes, definitely. What we are really keen to do is to make sure that nobody feels they need to bring something, mm-hmm. um, and that everybody feels that they can go away with something as well. Um, we want part part of the point of plant swap for us is to encourage people to have house plants, and so if people are coming and they haven't got anything to swap, well, that's absolutely fine with us. They can t- there's always plenty. Always plenty. So, yes. Um, but there's a lot of background, yes, that goes into planning it. And are you finding that this is something that's being adopted in other places? Are you finding other cities or the people are going, how are you doing this? We want to try this where we, we are. We have had inquiries. I had an inquiry from Austin, Texas. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I sent a long email to, to the guy that wants to do it in Texas. I haven't heard from him, actually. I must contact him. Um, but we, there are plant sorts around, but they tend to be quite different to us. Yeah, so there tend to be a couple of different models that people can use. So I am aware of the plant swaps that are starting up and happening, but there's some choices you make quite early on about how you want your plant swap to run and, and what your sort of purposes and aims are. And so maybe for people who are quite a long way down their houseplant journey, they're very interested in swapping on a transactional basis, one-to-one particular specimens that they've been looking out for. Um, and we were thinking about people who were far earlier in their houseplant journey and wanting to encourage people to start collecting houseplants or start just interacting with nature and having some plants. And so the way that it falls out for us is that rather than having transactional um, one-for-one or token system, actually what we say to people is, please bring what you can, um, take what you like, and then if you can make a donation that you feel is sort of appropriate... And if you've not brought anything, maybe you'd donate a little bit more, then that evens it out in the wider scheme of things. And hopefully 
um, over time people who've taken away one plant after all that grows matures it might have some babies and then you bring that back to another plant swap thinking well you know somebody else gave me this and now I'm passing on that plant love yeah and we do try and keep it fair I think that's that's quite important so some people won't swap at the actual swaps and they use our Facebook group for swapping individually mm. and they'll meet up and a lot of people have met through that but what we tend to do at the at the swaps is we will say every we only do it for an hour which seems like a really short space of time, but it means everybody's there at the same time, which is lovely because they all get to meet. Everybody puts their plants on the table and then they don't <laughs> swap until we say they can. I, I can imagine really that, no, I but can it imagine means that's, that nobody's yeah. just grabbing. Oh, yeah. You get a chance I'd to be that look. person. I'd be that yeah. person going, oh, my God, br- tossing aside yeah. elderly <laughs> ladies and small children in order to get that special plant that yeah. sounds very very sensible and uh, yeah you, you know human when it comes to exciting people get excited about plants and they do you can you see need people to... sidling up to a plant and standing <laughs> next to it for ready when I say oh okay God, you can yeah. swap so that they're there that would be me I, that would be, I'd be terrible <laughs> just wanted to step in here and say I promise I will be well behaved if you ever see me at a plant swap, okay? I will restrain myself against all temptations and be a very good plant swapper. So don't bar me from your plant swap, please. Anyway, on with the interview. Is there a typical plant that people bring along? Is it the common stuff? Is it the, oh, the spider plant? I can just see the, this trough of lovely spider plants. So the trough that you've seen before you is, is what we call one of our um, plant swap creches. This is what happens after a plant swap. We get plants left over yep. and they come home with us. Faye will take some and they live outside at Faye's or occasionally inside. I will take the ones that I can put in this trough, basically. Mm-hmm. So we haven't had a swap for, what, two, three? Three four, months. Three months. So I brought home a load of spider plants from the last one. And <laughs> as you can see, they quite like being They're doing there. very well. Um, so they're all going to the swap, or most of them will be going back to the swap uh, next week. Well, I guess so, that's the thing. If you've got somewhere, you know, it's a shame for plants to... What are you going to do with them otherwise? You can't contemplate... Oh, we've got through several stages of the bargaining first. So, yeah, yeah. There, is, right. there is an end stage where everybody who's been a bit too polite because they feel uh, like they've, t- they've taken their fair share, we then say, no, please, just take anything now. <laughs> you know, don't, don't I, feel like you're being greedy because all of these plants will come home and live with us, so take whatever you like. Mm, yeah, yeah. Nothing, yeah, nothing gets thrown away everything either gets given away or brought back with us and we do have some very kind people who foster plants for us yeah we do have some as uh, our friend lisa she has an allotment she's brilliant she will take stuff that will Mm. will survive on the allotment she will take that yeah because we have garden plants and house plants i mean we started off primarily as a house plant swap but then it seemed draconian to say no you can't bring anything that lives outdoors (laughs) and so now i'd say we have half and half and we have tables set up house plants and tables for garden plants and is is plant swapping? I mean, I'm, I hate to say the word Brexit, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> is it part? I mean, I'm just I've been thinking about this and about about sort of people stockpiling things and about how it's going to affect uh, the houseplant industry. And I'm wondering whether you know it's actually quite subversive this whole plant swap thing. In that there is this, you know, aroids, rare aroids going for hundreds of pounds and things. There's something rather nice about the fact that there's no financial transactions going on here. But is that something that matters to you, the fact that it's just a totally different way of growing your... Yes, absolutely. We started this because we want want plants to be accessible Mm. to everybody. And we we have... I mean, we often have Monstera that comes to the swap. 
and people will pay thirty, forty pounds for one tiny monstera. And mm. so, being able to get one into swap means they can have the plant they want. It's mm. yeah, it, it makes a big difference. Having said that, all of us, we all know that a lot of the people that come to Plant Swap also purchase plants. True. A lot. <laughs> yes. It's, I it's wouldn't not gonna... say it's not an alternative to buying plants, but it yeah. supports and sort of encourages people around it. And I think particularly about making it accessible and bringing new people in who maybe haven't had plants before. The lovely thing is that you don't just you know get a plant there's actually a facebook group where people share information and tips and, and people say questions. oh i got this plant at the plant swap how do i look after mm. it what is it and what is it what is it quite often yeah. yeah i mean i will say and your listeners can't see this how many house plants there are in this room yes we started this two years ago and the only house plant in my house was the peace lily okay so yes you've upped your game i've upped then. my game <laughs> and yes. i I could frequently be heard telling people that I had the black fingers of death when it came to plants. So you can see I've kind of moved on a little. Yes, yes. Well, and I, and I guess that's the great thing about a plant swap is that you can buy, you can get a plant which you're then you're going to learn all about through the course of yeah. the Facebook group and, and you can look up advice in so many different ways, books, internet and so on. And you're going to learn as you go. Absolutely. And it may take you in a different direction than you possibly expected. Well, the other thing, the nice thing about plant swap is, because we do them every two months, if I have had a plant that doesn't like me... Or your house. Or my house, mm. which does happen. Yeah. I know that in a couple of weeks' time, I can take it back to plant swap and somebody else will very willingly take it. Indeed. Even if I have done my darndest to kill it <laughs> which sometimes yeah. i do yes sometimes yeah. i just don't get on with the plant or it doesn't like the house or i mm. can't find the right place in the house for it and i know i can take it to plants and somebody else will love it yes and that's what's so great about it i think that works for a lot of people really the yeah. idea that you know sometimes things just don't work out that you've not got the right place for it you can take it to plant spot and go away with a plant and have a go at that and you don't have to be tied into this sort of doomed relationship with a finicky plant that's never going to be happy yes so yeah. i made my piece that ferns will never live in my house oh well you know i mean i'm always I, I don't have hardly i have had many many ferns over the years and many have been given away many have been composted because likewise yeah they're not my spirit plant. <laughs> the only place they would live would be my bathroom. My bathroom has no windows. Oh, okay. So it's, yep. it's sort of a str- functional aspect. There's just no way it's going to yep. happen. Yeah. And I did take a plant, a fern, in fact, to plant swap labelled only as sad fern. <laughs> yes, we have a photograph of that, actually. Yes. <laughs> Is there a thing where people like, uh, you know, people want to kind of fix her up a plant? Where yes. Oh, yes, I, I want was... a challenge. I'm going to take this stick on and I'm going to turn just it about to say we do have quite a few people who will with joy take away something that is on its last legs um Faye has done it for me recently in that I inherited a jade plant that was not doing well and then I proceeded to forget about it because it was in a room I don't go in and um it was not well and it went to live at Faye's for a little while and it's come back and it is thriving mm-hmm. so there are always people who will take take stuff mm. who have the mm. time to do it as well which i don't always and how has the swap size developed it obviously has grown you, <laughs> is it gone exponential are you, well, are you sort of created this monster now? we, we yeah. have created a monster we have i mean the I first the first swap which was november 2017 november we started this in november in the outdoors we must have been mad <laughs> yeah. um i think we got about what, 20 to 30 people and yeah. we weren't expecting that now we're upwards of 60 
easily. It's incredibly hard to like count. We can't count. Yeah, we, yeah. we haven't found a, a method that works for counting mm. people. Because we don't have like a clear in and out, and there's mm. people circulating. But yeah, definitely more than sixty. And there's about a thousand members in the Sheffield mm. Pants Swap Facebook group, um, and there's a lot of people who actually haven't been to a pants swap yet, but just swap pants on the Facebook group too. Mm. So yeah. it operates. I love the way it operates, both in like the digital world and the real world. And between the two of them, it both makes mm. connections in the like in the sort of face to face connections. But then also this ongoing and daily sort of chit-chat and conversation that's happening mm. on the Facebook group. And we don't allow selling on the Facebook group, so we keep yeah. that as, as the plant swap. It's, it's swapping only. Mm. We don't let, allow adverts for, for selling and that kind of thing because we want the Facebook group to be very much like the, the swaps itself. And we've also got a website now which we've... We, well, Faye has built. I'm going to say this because Faye has done an absolutely marvellous job of building this <laughs> website um, f- completely from scratch. And we use that to give a little more in-depth knowledge about some of the plants because mm. people keep asking us. Um, and it's a good excuse for me because I'm, I used to be a photographer. So I spend a lot of time taking photographs of plants, but I also take photos of all the people that come to the swaps as well. Nice. So it's quite nice to share the photos on oh, there. I love our I love our people and plants photos. So every swap we have a people and plants um, sort of gallery of people who've arrived oh, I love, I'm have with their plants when they when they go. And I love those and it <laughs> I love taking them. Yeah, no, they're absolutely brilliant. <laughs> that is a great little snap, actual snapshot of what's going on yeah. in your in And your we swaps. encourage people to post photos of the plants they've taken mm. when they've matured a bit or where they put them in their home. We encourage them to put that on the Facebook group. And yeah, it's really nice if you donated a plant as well and you see it sort of popping up in somebody yeah. else's life and you think, oh, that's where it's gone, that's really nice. And are there any sort of potential pitfalls? I mean, what do you do if somebody turns up with a mealy bug infested cactus? Or is it, are there any things where you think, oh gosh, oh, this is a this is a tricky one to handle? Or is it all well, we smooth just, sailing? We just, we just say no, thank you to anything with disease. I think that, <laughs> yeah. I think anybody yeah. would never understand had that, that happen. Actually, to my knowledge, we have had somebody who said they took something that turned out to have issues. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but I think we can't control that, of course, and we don't check every plant that goes through because. When everybody, like I said, it's an hour. When everybody's there and it's only an hour, it's hard to keep track of everything. So we're we're not watching the plants as such. Yeah, the the pitfalls, I mean, for us personally, it's been just sort of having lots and lots of plants and going over. It's not a pitfall. (laughs) It's just a massive partners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plant hoarders, yeah, Um, of the world. I'm trying to think beyond that. We've had one occasion where somebody did sort of sweep their arm across the table and take everything that they could get their hands on. Mm. And um, Faye's a lot more diplomatic than me, and I got Faye to... We ha- Faye had to Thought say something. Out the issue, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? You, As people see how the thing works, hopefully mm-hmm. they're mirroring the good behaviour they're yes. already seeing. and generally I think that is actually as it is. They, mm. they have not been yeah. before. Yeah. Yep, Faye and Sarah were just about as much fun as they sounded and we'll be back with them in a little bit. But now it's time for this week's Q&A. I was delighted to get a particularly gnarly plant identification question this week from Charlotte, who was enjoying the Peperomia episodes when she decided to drop me an email about a Peperomia that is, well, she described it as the hunt for a unicorn Peperomia. And the story goes something like this. 
Charlotte was in Montreal, not her home city. She was visiting various plant shops and boutiques and, according to her, eating her weight in food. Sounds good to me. And she came across a tiny plant sitting on the ledge. See what she did there in a cafe window. And she writes, a first look, I brushed it off as a baby Pilea peperomioides. But as my coffee took longer and longer to arrive, I realised this was no ordinary money plant at all. Yes, the tops of the leaves looked like saucers or UFOs, but the underside did not stem from a mother branch and the stems were red. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. In my pre-coffee haze, I left the cafe figuring that I would easily be able to find this plant online to identify it. This was certainly no exotic plant cafe. After all, surely this was a readily available plant. No, Jane. This is no common houseplant. Picture a watermelon peperomia with its beautiful red stems popping up from beneath the soil surface. Only instead of the signature striped leaves, picture a beautiful flat green leaf. The best I can find is the picture I've attached below, called the peperomia scutellifolia. But in all the internet, this is the only picture I can find. So surely this innocuous little cafe in Montreal is not housing the one and only unicorn of peperomias perched on a windowsill and forgotten about. So this was like catnip to me. Obviously, I had to help and I did a bit of searching. And my best guess was either that this plant was Peperomia monticola, which is a geophytic Peperomia. That means it's a cordisiform plant, uh, which has got very similar sounding qualities. It's got red stems and those UFO type round leaves. The other plant that occurred to me was Crassula umbella, which is a rare Crassula, also known as wine cups, that has round leaves. Um, so these were the suggestions that I put to Charlotte. And the conclusion so far is that she thinks it's Peperomia monticola. Um, I don't think this is a plant that's particularly easy to get hold of. So if anyone knows of where Charlotte might be able to get a Peperomia monticola in Canada, then please do shout out and let me know because Charlotte's very excited about the idea of getting her hands on one of these plants. And if anyone is listening in Montreal, let me know. And if you want to go on a special on the ledge mission to this cafe and try to uh, take a picture of this plant, then I will hook you up with the correct information. I love these kind of challenges. So if you've got a mystery plant, then please drop me a line. There is nothing I like better than a bit of botanical sleuthing. And if you've got a question for On The Ledge, the usual rules apply. Drop me a line to ontheledgepodcast at gmail.com and include all of that good stuff. Photographs, information about your plant as much as you know, your location, where the plant's located and so on. All helps me to answer your question to the fullest extent. And now let's get back to Sarah and Faye and chat a bit further about plant swaps. Is it encouraging people to propagate plants specifically for the swap? I'm definitely. Not, oh, I love a bit of propagation. Definitely. <laughs> and people, and we love it because people will, will put stuff on Facebook. This is what I'm bringing to the next swap. And it will be this sort of like little nursery of lots mm. of different babies of things, which is, is brilliant. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I love propagation. It's like yeah, one yeah of my it is phase things. things. Whereas I have this 
I have a slight problem that I don't want to harm any of my babies and so therefore <laughs> I don't I've had Faye in here this week saying and I've been saying to her right what can I split what can I actually mm. Mm. I can't bring myself to do it I let her take a leaf off that this week and that was really hard <laughs> that's a beautiful peperomia I mean I Isn't should be able to identify it having just been to the national collection oh, no. but I can't but uh, it's yeah it's a watermelon one and I can't remember yes, what exactly. it's actually name it's like Agrio or something yeah um, okay but they're very beautiful and I've been looking up them for ages and I was like Sarah, could I take a leaf, please? And I let her do it. I couldn't watch while she did it, but I let her do it. It's interesting. Well, I do find that when people come to my house, because I have quite a few training plants, like um, a string of hearts and a string of beads, and people... Are always like, and I've actually, or Hoya Linearis, whenever mm-hmm. Hoya Linearis, I could have given away a million cuttings of that. Yep. And I'm like, I'm actually not going to give it away any more for a minute because it's, I can't get it to grow yeah. <laughs> because it keeps being. We were denuded. talking about string of anything. String, string of anything. Is string popular. of anything. It's really, really sought after at swaps and we don't yes. get them that often. So yep. pearls, dolphins. Yes, Bees. bananas. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything, but they don't appear very often okay. because. People just don't want to split them up, I think. Well, I just recently purchased on eBay for, well, it wasn't that bad. It was about 10 quid. uh, A cutting of the variegated string of beads or string of pearls, Senecio Rolianus variegata, which is very desirable. I have to say, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous. But again, I mean, my, I mean, it's one plant that does really thrive in my house. Yep. So once it gets big, I will be taking cuttings because for me, that's part of the joy is yeah. being having this plant that is really desirable and being able to go, there you go, you can have some I would of that love to. because that's I what people don't... have done to me. Yeah, I've hate for it me, yeah. I don't yeah. feel I have the knowledge to do it and keep both alive. I think that's that is the point. my yes. concern. Yeah. The thing that I'm most after is, is um, a variegated monstera. I think that is top of my list for wanting. Yeah. Well, you see, yeah. I did get a variegated monstera cutting off eBay. So far, it's not actually looking very variegated. Well, the stem the was variegated. So I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that it was from mm. a variegated um, parent because mm. I, when it arrived, the stem had these wonderful swirls on it. So I was mm. like, oh, yeah, you know, that's... look. So far, the two leaves that's popped out have been disappointingly solid green. So what Faye yes. has to tell you is how many Monstera there are in her house. Oh dear, okay. So I've got I'm wondering two. if you've got more than more than me. I'm oh. just trying to add up how many I've got. Go on. Well, well I've she got... She counted them recently. <laughs> a dozen? Oh no, in the 20s. <laughs> uh, all, of, all of Deliciosa or different? Yeah. So basically, I... There's a bit it's of a forest. It is it's a forest. It's a jungle. Her it's kitchen a tiny... is a forest. I, I live in a tiny terrace that's like two, two down, two up. And in my kitchen, I have a monster that goes. It sits on the washing machine and it goes to the roof. Mm. And this came. It was a five pound eBay purchase. Nice. And when it came, it was just this tangled mess of everything. And um, I was really brave and I took a pair of scissors and I. I pruned it hard and I was like, it seems pity to get rid of these. I wonder if these are, you know, if I can propagate it. And I was oh yes, I can propagate it. Mm, okay, let's give it a go. And I thought, you know, maybe some of them would take. They all took. And <laughs> I've got uh, about... You're a victim 20, of your own success. I've got about 24. So they're at various stages. There were some mm. quite mature sort of leaves that I took several at a time and um, with sort of air roots and stuff. And then there were other bits which were just like short sections of stem. Mm. And so they're now little tiny baby plants, and then the 
the other ones are sort of like mid-sized monsteras. Wow. And then, yeah, there's this huge mammoth monstera who sits in my kitchen and sort of dominates the space. And will any of them be going to the plant swaps? Are you going to yes, keep I'm them sure. all? Yes, <laughs> I'm sure. No, 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 no. Um, part of the bargain is that some of them go to the plant swaps. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah, I mean, I, you have got more than me. That's definitely true. I mean, I've, often, I've said on the show several times, I am incredibly naughty because I do have three variegated monsteras, which is ludicrous. <laughs> But they're so lovely. They are so pretty. <laughs> well, but one was given to me, and mm-hmm. two I bought as tiny seedlings. Mm-hmm. But it was a very exciting moment because one of them has just had its first fenestrated leaf that has got a hole that's surrounded by. Oh, yes, you mentioned Do you know that, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's an exciting yes, moment. That, that really is. Exciting. So, but my plan is eventually to break up one of those plants for mm-hmm. cuttings for listeners and do some kind of lottery. Um, because again, I want to spread the joy. I mean, I could I could sell one of them on eBay or whatever, or sell, sell one of them, and, you know. But what, I don't yeah. really. That wouldn't be very much fun. I want to make it fun. So um, yeah, eventually, as I say, they're they're getting bigger by the day now. So <laughs> something's going to have to happen. Well, that, that, that started as a leaf. Mm. My stepdaughter gave me that for my birthday, and that started as a leaf. Yeah. So yeah, you know they do. And when that started with the. With the holes and things, I was very excited. Yeah, it is. It, what amazes me, though, sometimes people have the assumption that as the leaf grow, it will develop. Like as the leaf grows, it will develop more holes. Whereas the fascination is that it it, it comes fully formed. It's just got to yeah. unfurl and kind of yeah. expand, yes. which I think is just so interesting when you see, it, especially with the variegated form, because you can see the different colour coming through. But, um, yeah, I guess, and the fashions will change and something else will, perhaps we'll be going on to playing, you know, playing green leaves and yes. appreciating something yes. else. Um, there are definitely some, some less popular plants, which I think could do with some more love than they currently mm. get. Yes. Um, we've been getting a lot of, um, I'm not very good on names, I have to admit. Um, Porthos? Oh, yes, yeah. There have been quite a few of those recently, haven't there? I was partially responsible for those. I was going to say, you're partially responsible for those because you bought some and then brought them to the plant swap. Guilty as charged. And we do, uh, there are a lot of people who come to the swap who rescue plants from from shops where they've got them and they're not looking very well and they might be on offer or they might be being thrown away. In fact, I rescued a massive cactus out of a skip from down the road. Wow. And that went to plant swap. It was just, Mm. I mean, it was Mm. was like this. It was... Good six inches across. It was crazy. I have heard people say, uh, some, somebody uh, was saying to me, I found this on the curb. And I'm thinking, is that like falling off the back of a lorry? Like, uh, or no, did you happens. actually find But I suppose it happens. People are moving out of an apartment. They, they yes. don't have room for a plant. It just goes outside and they yeah. think... And somebody will pick it up. Yes. But this guess was is... actually thrown into a skip and I just... <laughs> Climbed in and got <laughs> I love that. Skip diving for plants. That's a great Absolutely. thing. I was going to say, we've created a beast that we now feel the need to feed and yes, taking yes, more plants too. But that is why I love propagating plants as well, because it does make it, as you were saying, much more accessible. And mm. you can then spread the plant love to other people and say, oh, you know, would you like a cutting of this and a cutting of that? And it's a great way of sort of spreading. And we've also discovered that some of our members um, are specialists in their own right. Some of them have favourites and they know so much about their chosen plant and it's wonderful to have them at the swap because they will impart that knowledge to others mm, which is mm. just brilliant yeah i mean and in fact actually from our, we didn't know a lot about plants when we started plant swap i still don't think i do but <laughs> having members that were incredibly knowledgeable means that at a plant swap it's just as likely to be a member who's sharing knowledge as, as sarah or i because we 
we don't we haven't brought the plant we don't necessarily know its history or what it likes whereas somebody who's brought the plant and they mm. see somebody pick it up they're like oh I, I brought this one it really likes these conditions or make sure you mm. you know only water mm. it once a week and it's fantastic because you do get those sorts of conversations where people share the knowledge as well as sharing the plant so would you encourage anyone thinking about setting up a plant swap to just go for it to to give it a try and see how it works is it is it is this labour of love been worthwhile? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> worthwhile. We were talking about this before you arrived, and like, find a co-conspirator, find somebody else to sort of yeah, don't do it on your own. Who's enthusiastic and wants to do it because it makes it so much easier when there's two of you sort of behind a project and you sort of g each other up and and it does take a lot of our time. I work part time, yeah, and I would say one day a week I spend dealing with plant swap stuff you know venue because we don't just have one venue we have two venues now and we're looking to try and find and a we're third trying venue. to find a third venue across the city because people tend to travel by tra- public transport and then you have to think about where you, what your venue is your venue accessible because we won't use a venue that isn't disabled accessible and there's loads of things to think about and talk to, to people and of course if you're having plants what you have to advertise it of course yeah so and I'm, I'm sure with events like those it, when I've organized events you know you'll get half a dozen people after the event who say I wish I'd heard and you're thinking I did so much advertising how could you not have seen my advertising I wish I'd known well I I don't know how much more you can do but you always yeah exactly exactly Um, but it's there is an enormous amount of organisation that goes into it and so you know more power to your elbows for organising it and is it are you sort of uh, you have donations as you were saying people so presumably you're ploughing that all back into making it bigger and better yeah we we are looking at moving it out of Sheffield and perhaps going to other places as well and holding events in other places too because we want to share it we and we really enjoy it yeah we always come back after every plant swap on a bit of a high we do yeah and want to lie in a darkened room for half an hour (laughs) I just love talking to people and meeting people and the really nice things you get to meet people you all share the same passion and do you discover that there's like somebody who lives very close to you, who who you suddenly realise, oh my gosh, I've got this amazing resource and I didn't even know you existed. Or... So many connections. Mm, yeah. To be invaded by dogs. At this point in the interview, Sarah's dogs came back from their walk and uh, the interview descended into a chat about dogs. So let's fast forward to the point where we get back into houseplants. Is there anything else about plant swaps that we've, that we've neglected to say that you wanted to share or important things or insights? I suppose, I think you were touching on the what would you do if you were setting up a plant swap mm. or how would you do it. Um, I want to say, first off, we've got a website where we talk about how we run plant swap so that people who are coming along to plant swap know what to expect and mm. know how it will run. Um, and that's quite a useful template if you're thinking of setting up a plant swap to go and have a look at. Mm. But equally, there are other ways of running plant swaps. There's mm. not one size fits all. So think mm. about what you want to accomplish out of it. And, you know, we always had a really clear vision that this was about building a community of plant lovers, encouraging people to start um, on their sort of house plant journey. But, you know, you might have a very different sort of perspective. And so in those sort of circumstances, um, there are other other swap models where you know, maybe you have tables and people swap directly one plant for another plant. Mm, or mm. There, are, there is a plant swap that we went to visit um, where they allocated tokens um, and you got a certain number of tokens for bringing a certain sort of size plant, mm. and then you could spend those tokens swapping for other plants. But the sort of the downside we saw with all of those models is they involve more organisation and more yeah. um, 
knowledge not yeah Yeah. and to make fair and it's just seemed more organizationally complicated whereas at its purest sense this is quite simple and really simple and easy to understand yes um and yeah it fitted very closely with what we what we wanted a plant swap Mm. to do Mm. and we're happy to talk to people about setting up a plant swap we have done that yeah we've we've, we're we're about to have our 12th yes so we are doing this a while now now you are seasoned hands and do you think this is something that is going to grow do you think there's there's an appetite oh i hope so i I really do yeah i Mm. think um yeah i think with more and more people realizing that that sort of getting some nature back in your life brings all sorts of positive benefits from sort of just beautifying your space to mental health to all sorts of reasons it's a really positive thing to encourage and making that as accessible as possible so you don't just have to buy the most stupidly expensive desirable plant is a really great way of doing that well that's a great point to end on thank you very much thank you cheers inspired you to think about setting up attending or supporting a plant swap near you you'll find sarah and faye's website at plantswap.uk and i'll include that and lots of other links and pictures from our chat in the show notes at janeperone.com and if you're in traveling distance of sheffield in the uk then plant swap 13 is where you should be heading on november the 17th at four o'clock this is sarah and Faye's 13th plant swap Uh, all the details of that are on their website plantswap.uk and you are guaranteed a warm welcome and one final update in episode 109 we had a little mention for the nitrogen fixing qualities of oxalis triangularis but i've heard back from a couple of botanists who've told me that there's no evidence that oxalis triangularis is a nitrogen fixing plant and matt candeus of in defense of plants always a useful reference for these kind of questions who tells me oxalis do not form the nodules or any other structures that are requisite for an N-fixing lifestyle. Not to say it's impossible, but the literature is not turning up anything that would suggest oxalis triangularis is a special case. So, I mean, it's not a big problem in that oxalis triangularis is still a fantastic plant and one well worth growing, but I just wanted to clear up any confusion and it's great to have such an expert audience on hand to make sure that we get things right here on the ledge, which is always the aim. That's all for this week. I will be back in seven days for more chlorophyll-based advice and entertainment. Bye! The music in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll by The Joy Drops, an instrument the boy called Happy Day Gakana by Samuel Corwin, Fire Tree by Axel Tree and overthrown by Josh Woodward. 
All these tracks are licensed under Creative Commons. See my show notes at janeperone.com for details.